Welcome to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host Nat and if you like exploring womanhood, motherhood, how we strive and fail, psychology and spirituality, then this is the place for you. A weekly podcast where we look at hints, tips, books, coaching, special guests to help us all grow together. Hello, this is season three of the So That Got Me Thinking podcast, episode one. Thank you for returning. I'm really, really excited to get back on this. And I thought I'd better do a little bit of an explanation of who I am and how this podcast came around for people who are new just people who don't know in general. So I am Nat and I am a writer, life coach, podcaster because here you are and a single parent to three children. I'm what I like to call a recovering people pleaser and a former yesaholic because no was a word that I find and do still find really difficult. I'm obsessed with human behaviour, people watching and how we all tick. I'm really a secret introvert. I notice and I observe people. I love helping myself and others to peel past all those layers we have to get to the real core of who we are and the impact and the barriers we make to our own contentment. And here we are on episode one, season three. Now, I thought I'd give a bit of a life update before I go into my topic for today. So for those of you who don't know, I wrote a book. So it's called I'm Happy When Everyone Else Is Happy and Other Lies I Told Myself. Now the title of this book came about because I was in therapy maybe 10 years ago, nine years ago. And the therapist's question on my first session was that, what makes you happy? And my response was, when everyone else is happy. And at that moment, I knew I was in trouble. I knew that if I was giving my happiness to everybody else, what was I even about? But not that. The fact that I just didn't know. I had no idea who I was or what made me happy, which was really the start of my own self-development, of my own journey to finding what this elusive happiness is. And we all think, don't we, that it comes from outside of us. It comes from somewhere else or I'll be happy when. And really... That's what I love to explore on this podcast, how we make happiness, you know, the hints and tips, the things we can try because life is a bit of an exploration, isn't it? And let's do it together somewhere we can thrive and grow as a collective because there is power in numbers. So life update. So I wrote this book, which started three years ago because I love to write. It just helps me process, you know, just helps me process my emotions because I am big on books. Like I read a book a week and I've always loved books. If I want to see my emotions through a character to help me understand myself a bit more, I've got it in a book. If I want to just zone out, completely just forget the day, I'll get a book. If I want to understand something, if something's going on in my life, I will buy a book. You get the picture. Books are my thing. And My nan said to me when I was little, if you can read, you can write. And if you can read and write, you can do anything you want in this world. And I clung on to that really tightly. And I really wanted to write this book. But I didn't even think that it could be a book. I had so many blocks to it. 
who am I to write this book? Would even anyone care about this book? You know, it was just a fear process from start to finish. But in the end, when it was there in my hand, it felt so surreal. But also I just thought, wow, this is a combination of not just me. This is a combination of all the people that are in my life, all the people who've taught me things, all the books I've read, all the people who've supported me. And really that's what the book is. And what it became is the 15 lies we tell ourselves that hold ourselves back, which is really interesting. And well, to me, it's interesting anyway. And I'd imagine if you're listening to this podcast, it is to you too. We're all in this together. And so I wrote the book. I took three years. And yeah, I was overwhelmed and still am really overwhelmed of how people have have taken to the book, which I'm so grateful for. And after it, I felt a bit exhausted. It was like, it wasn't like birthing a baby because I've had three of them and it really wasn't. But it's been a process and I didn't really know what to do afterwards. It was like, oh, it's done. Three years in and it's done. So I took a little break from the podcast. What I found is that I missed the podcast so much. I missed talking to like exciting people. I loved exploring topics and I missed it. And so here we are. We are back. And today's guest is me <laughs> because I wanted to talk about something that has been the topic of the, the weeks off, I suppose, but the topics leading up to this book as well, which is fear. But more than fear, it is about letting ourselves simplify our life. Because conversations I've been having this week has been very much around that topic. Around the fact that sometimes we can complicate our lives all by ourselves. We go down this rabbit hole of things that don't even matter to us. We worry about what someone's going to say if we do something. We worry about how things are going to turn out. We make up these scenarios in our head and then we get caught up in it. And we can't even see that we're doing it. And the detail seems so big and it seems so overwhelming and we get so spun out about it. When really we can get rid of those layers and we can uncomplicate our lives and really, when we get to that point where we're overthinking and we're complicating things, it comes from a place of fear. Because what happens is we start to try to plan and we try to look into every possible scenario, every way that things could work out because we don't any- want anything to trip us up. We want to know in advance what's going on. And we can't. That's not how life works. But we think if we think enough, if we plan enough, if we look ahead, if we try and presume what someone's going to think or what the outcome is going to be, then it's all going to be okay for us. What we do is we clutter our mind. And in that, we clutter our lives. And that fear point has been something that's been very much what I've been thinking about over the last few months. And I've been doing a lot of work on the subconscious brain. And for those of you who don't know, um, the subconscious brain rules your life, <laughs> essentially. But it's where we all our wiring is. So think about it. If um if a wire was put into like the wrong point and it all gets mi- mixed up a little bit, what we think, what we believe, what we see about ourselves can be a little bit off. And um the subconscious brain is things that you know, if you, 
you know, talking to yourself in a in a way in which it's a bit negative, or you've picked up on someone's, um, maybe someone said something to you in school years and years ago, and you've picked up on that. That's all stored in our subconscious brain. Okay. Now the good news is, and I say this in coaching all the time, is that we can rewire that. It doesn't mean you know we've got to go and have years and years of intense therapy. Although if that's your bag, you go for it. I love therapy. But it's about changing our thoughts, because if we can change our thoughts, we can change our life. It's as simple as that. It really is. And so our subconscious brain is where it all happens. So I've been looking at affirmations. I've been looking at nighttime affirmations, particularly having things on loop and really trying to rewire our belief systems because our brains are amazing. But our brains are there to keep us safe. Okay, And if you think about it, our brains haven't come that far since they did in like the cave people times they haven't had a reboot they haven't had you know the iso 11 put into into us okay it's still the same but instead of saber-toothed tigers and dinosaurs what we've got to deal with now in terms of fear is anxiety or the complicating of our lives or the making sure thing everyone's okay we've got all these other things to concern ourselves and worry ourselves about i'm really we don't need to. But fear has been a big topic that's come up because our brain associates things with something else. So if we've got, say something happened to you in the past, your brain is, will then try and keep you safe by anything that comes up that remotely looks like that event or that person, they will block you down and they'll be like, no, 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 that brings fear. So our brains are so clever, but we need to be cleverer than them. And the only way we can do that is by really looking at the fear. So talking about fear, and this has been something I've really been looking into, and it seems to be a lot of people that I speak to are dealing with this at the moment. I don't know if it's the outcome of the pandemic or finding their way in a new normal, but it's really been something that I've noticed. And so, as I do, I write about it because that's what helps me get it out, I suppose. And... We all know when we've, we sometimes we wake up in the morning if we're dealing with like an anxious period or a fearful period and we wake up with a sense of dread, you know, like the churning in your stomach, the tightening of your chest and you feel just out of, out of alignment and our emotion feels like it's unnerving that we almost get used to the fear, like a response, it's a trigger. We feel stuck. And it becomes so normal and patterned in our thinking. We don't even class it as fear anymore. Because sometimes we get so used to it that we, it just consumes us. And it's our body's reaction to danger, really. But it is also our fear story. It is completely a story. It's a narrative. It's a report of our emotions, of our feelings and images based on our belief system because our body wants to protect us. We all have our troubles, our issues, sometimes deep-rooted trauma, and it's how we focus our lives. But when I was thinking about fear stories, it's really a way of constricting ourselves and anchoring ourselves to a life of the past because they keep us safe, which is great, but in keeping us safe, we cannot move forward. They keep us safe from getting hurt, from failing, from being happy, from not being enough, from being recognised or understood, or from not being our true selves. Because 
we're all on a journey of discovering ourselves, some more consciously than others. But it also brings power to diminish that story as we know it. But are you prepared for that? Do you want to get rid of your fear story? Because sometimes it's one that is all we've known. We've built a character around it. We've built our expectations around our fears. Um, And when do we allow ourselves to put down the struggle and the pain? Because on one hand, the beliefs keep us safe, but they also isolate us from who we want to become. It stops our progression because the narrative of our fear story is in total control. We've been so afraid to be happy because the gap from our fear will be so wide and too painful to leave. We know the fear so well that it almost brings comfort to us. Our thoughts, our beliefs become a pattern of routines that we believe help navigate our world, but what they do in reality is keep us anchored to the inherited beliefs from our childhood. Yeah? We accept these fears, not because they hold us back, because we know deeply that it keeps our trauma safe. And sometimes that trauma is not even ours. It is inherited from the people we love. Just think about that. What have you inherited from families, from friends, from society, from social media? And especially thinking about COVID, fear was real. And our fear becomes our safety blanket. It becomes our coping mechanism and it can manifest as all different things, can't it? IBS, nail biting, OCD, skin conditions. When becomes the point where we say no more to fear? When is it time to completely change our fear story? Do we want to pass that fear on to the next generations and help them feel as insecure as we know we do sometimes? So I want you to consider this question this week. If not now, when? And I want you to relate that to fear, but also all the areas of your life. If not now, when? When do you put that plan into place? When do you say enough's enough? When do you say today, I'm going to start being easier on myself because I am really harsh on myself. That's my personal one. When do you want your fear story to end? And what do you want it to change to? Because you are the narrator. And I think that is the most powerful part about that recognition is that you can change and change starts with you. That's empowering, but it also means you've got to take action. But that's okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this little rant about fear and the subconscious brain and really deciding to make a change. And a book I love about brains and understanding how it affects us is The Chimp Paradox. So if you haven't read that, honestly, it's a great place to start and get a real understanding of, as humans, how our outside world affects us in a way that we just don't even realise. And usually, if we've got stuff going on, it's a real indicator of getting right to the root of it. It's a real, it's a real good one to check. So I would recommend that. Um, and just thinking about this week for for all of us, how we can simplify. 
Why have we got to get involved in all the things with all the people and all the drama? Let's step ourselves back. Let's try and simplify our week and see what that does to our fear. I'd be really interested to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening this week. Um, Please come back next week. So this podcast goes out on every Sunday. Please come back um, and listen to next week's. I've got some brilliant guests lined up um, and I've got some topics I want to share and talk to you about too. Um, If you've liked it, please um, review. I would love to have a review or share with a friend. It'd be amazing to um, get more people involved so we can all grow together. Have an absolutely fabulous week. Take care.